Episode of the Walking Deadcast. Deadables. Deadables. Sounds like, like a bad. Nerdables. Deadables. Sounds like a bad kid snack. <laughs> Deadables. Deadables. Which uh, which Disney Channel kid would you get to do that one? I don't know. <laughs> so, anyways, um, this episode of the Walking Dead. What'd you think of it? What was it titled? Um, Here's here is not, not here. here. Here is not here. Yes, it's a kind of a backstory to Morgan between when we saw him in season three till now. It was a filler episode, so that way they didn't have to go into detail and they could prolong what has happened to Rick and Glenn. Hmm. It's a total filler. Well, it's a great filler episode. Yes, no, it's a great episode. But I mean, you do. I mean, towards the end of the episode, you do. If you listen closely, you hear something. But we'll get into that a little bit later. I must have missed that. It's it's very faint. It's like in the background. So you'll you'll hear. Or I'll I'll talk about it towards the end of our podcast as we go through the episode. Our second podcast so of the night. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. Um, well, it gives some kind of insight on what happened last episode, but very. Very Divested like it's nothing. Somehow. It's nothing like super. It's not gonna. You're not gonna be like, oh my god, I know what happens now. Well, it couldn't have been because that episode ended when we first see him with the tournament terminus sign. So the crowd, the gang is all at terminus then. So this takes place. This episode takes place two years ago. Mm. That's actually later than the terminus sign, but it's okay. That's all. No, it's not. Because what I'm uh, talking about. Oh, yeah. Uh, so this happened after the terminus sign. Yeah, it's like after he's speaking to the wolf and all that stuff. So. Oh yeah, because I forget he does go back to the wolf. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so yeah. I forgot about that. So yeah. Um, so yes. Okay. So the episode opens. We have Morgan, like in a PTSD days. It's kind of they did a real interesting. Well, if everybody remembers in a little... episode, uh, the episode from season three, uh, titled Clear. When we see Morgan again for the first time since season one, mm-hmm. and he's gone essentially nuts, and you know um, that's basically, you know, his well-being at this point in this episode is it's basically going back to that time where he was, you know, suffering with his PST, uh, PTSD and PSTD, PSTD, <laughs> uh, PTSD, and yes, all that jazz. So, so we have Morgan. He is. Um, Barricading himself in a, uh, well, not yet because no, he it opens up. He is, uh, you know, as always, we no, should say spoilers. Uh, but he's in the woods. He's, he's in the woods. He ends up he, killing a couple people that are. He's just always, you know, he's making a lot of fire, a lot of noise to get like walkers out and you know to kill them, just because he feels the need that he needs to kill them. You know, it's funny is when he, you know, he built the fire and everything, and he was still killing them. I was like, well, why didn't he just let him walk into the fire? Then all of a sudden, you see the one walk through the fire. It's like, ah, right. oh, there we go. Yeah, 
But even you like you noticed that no, that doesn't really stop them from walking through and catching on fire. Even he still had to like yeah, he had to kill. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, we see him kill his first couple humans. Well, maybe not his first couple, but well, yeah. I mean, when you, it's just his well being at that point is you know he's he thinks everybody's out to get him, and he needs to. Kill everybody essentially to. Basically... He needs to clear them, as he says in the episode. He yeah. needs to clear them away from him. Right. That's the only way he's going to survive he is if clear he clears area, yeah. whether they're alive or dead away from him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he comes across a goat who is owned by Josh McDermott, who is a uh, great character actor. Josh McDermott is the actor that was in this episode. Who was that then? Josh McDermott is Eugene. <laughs> Oh, I mean, <laughs> yes, he's um, yes, he is. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, dude. I'm tired. I've been. A, it's been a long day. I forget what his name is, um, but yeah. I, as soon as I saw him on the screen, yes. I was like, I know this guy. He was in Drew Carey. He was Drew Carey's brother. In the, yeah, and he, it, he's it's, a fan, he is a fantastic actor. He's a, a great character actor too, and mm-hmm. I just totally <laughs> got Josh McDermott on my mind. <laughs> So let's see. Uh, yes. Go ahead, find it for us while we're still, still talking. So, anyways, he goes, to, you know, he finds his cabin in the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, nice little, you know, <laughs> it, it seems like it's almost secluded from the from the rest of the world. What's going on with the world? John Carroll Lynch. John Carroll Lynch. That's Lynch. right. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So, so I mean, anyways, <laughs> it's it's. Um, yeah, it's a nice little secluded spot. You can tell it's, um, it's one of the first times I guess going back and watching the Talking Dead, and they talk about how it's like the first time in a long time that they've actually gone on location to shoot, and they're not in a studio, or like on a set, and so it just kind of had that same you know old feeling that they used to have. Well, it's what you'd call a bottle episode because everything happens you know real yeah, within an area. It's just a couple characters. Mm-hmm. Um, in a way, it kind of reminded me of the um, the uh, episode of uh, Breaking Bad, The Fly, mm-hmm. when it's just the two of them inside the uh, yeah the um, the mega brewery, mega brewery, <laughs> the mega meth lab, the mega meth lab. Yeah, no, it's uh, it is, and you know, I think with the exception of the wolf at the end, yes. There's it's, only it's only just the two of them. Well, I mean, you have the you have the two humans that are well, yeah, they're, they're barely two. in it. Then you have a few walkers. Yeah. Um, as far as like, I mean, characters and actors and whatnot, it's really only like four people. Yeah, I mean, it was a way to definitely see how Morgan has how far Morgan had gone. Mm-hmm. This is a a very big redemption episode. Right. Um. You got a chance to see. It was his name was Eastman? That's who Eastman, the yeah. yeah that's e. the Eastman is what uh, I think they. Who is a he was a, um, He's a psychiatrist forensic forensic like, psychiatrist yes yeah, psychiatrist is basically in charge of you know whether or not uh, people incarcerated are like eligible for parole and things like that. At one point, I thought he was the killer that, and he took over his life. The um, in the in the in the episode, he's telling Morgan a story about how he's uh, dealt with all these different prisoners and everything, and there was only one prisoner oh, yeah. that he found that was pure evil, mm-hmm. 
And this prisoner, throughout the course of the story, ends up finding out that he kills Eastman's daughter and son and wife. Mm -hmm. And Eastman Eastman, essentially killed him. Yeah, and at one point I thought maybe he had, it was actually the killer and he had taken over Eastman's life. Mm -hmm. That that would have been been kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so essentially it's, um, this guy who's found the art of Aikido or Aikido, yes, and uh, you know a form of martial arts and uh, just a way of living is where you know he keeps mentioning that all life is precious, like you've heard Morgan say so many times. So you kind of learn now that you know you this learn is where, where Morgan's come this, from. Yeah, yeah, this is where Morgan has learned it and how he became so well trained in the staff and. You know everything like why that. why he does his yeah. his routine every time that mm-hmm. you see him now. Um, does his forms as they say? Yes. Um, anything special you learned about this episode about the character of Morgan? I wouldn't say anything special, but it's it's definitely um, helps his character, which is it also turns into what I've been thinking along is people they wanted to show people his character arc, so I do feel that Morgan is on his way out, you know, from the series. You think so? I think so. I See, really... I think, I, I to me, it, it, it cements I don't his say character like, more right as... away. I don't say, like, oh, the next episode, Morgan's going to die. No, but I think it's just, it's uh, it's the telling of his character, so it's like his story is kind of over. You know what I'm saying? It's See, like... to me, it just it, it more cements his character as the Jiminy Cricket mm-hmm. to Rick. You know, it gives him it gives him more of a purpose to bring Rick back. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see how it goes. I mean, that's my theory. If Rick's that, still alive, yeah. Oh, he's alive, right. and I'll tell you why later. <laughs> so, <laughs> I hope not much later because you know, <laughs> right? No, once we get towards the once we okay, go so it. so we we see Morgan locked in a cage mm-hmm. once again. Now we understand earlier in the season where he tells Rick sometimes being locked in a cage is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. You know, he once again is locked in that cage. And now we understand where that came from. Right. Um, where essentially it was never locked in the cage. The door was always open. Yes. As he always mentions, he's like, you could you could leave whenever you want. The door's open. I threw the key in the river like a, like a long time ago. Yes. Which but, is very interesting because it, it almost makes that little point of, of Morgan ripping off the the uh, zipper mm-hmm. and starting to dig at the window, which that was my biggest problem with this whole episode. Because first of all, when he's digging at the window, it came off way too easy. There's no way that little zipper thing would have. Well, that's also like playing on the fact that, you know, it's degraded after so many years. You know, though it could be, you know, just like without, you but know. But you could tell that the there were finger care. marks and stuff like that, which we yeah. learned why there were that. Well, right. you know. um, but it was just, it was, to me, it was like, well, that was pointless. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, in as Morgan is digging and everything, you know, Easton, Eastman comes home and... Well, it's it's that scene he tells him, well, the gate, the door's always been unlocked. Yeah, well, I mean, it's essentially showing that Morgan was trying to escape and he was never a prisoner, essentially. So it's just kind of a play on, you know, like where his mental state is. Yes. It's like you feel like you're it, a prisoner. It was, his, it was his mind keeping him prisoner, yeah. not the actual so, Eastman guy. Right. 
So, I mean, you know, throughout the episode, it's all about, you know, like a, you know, some training. It's finding that inner peace. Finding his inner peace. And, and letting go. Yeah. So, I mean, there's even a point where, you know, he Eastman tells him, you know, oh, have you lost anybody? And he says, my wife and son. And he basically says, what's their names? names? I yeah. need their names. You know, and then, you know, I think that's kind of a turning point where it's kind of let Morgan accept, you know, what has happened to his family. Well, he made the comment of, you know, there's a door. You're always trying to walk through the door, but the door always leads you back to the same place you were. Mm -hmm. One of these doors will finally allow you to leave. Right. And that's, you know, that was the same premise of when he told him, well, the door's never been locked. Mm -hmm. You know, that was him telling, it was a metaphor telling him, hey, the the door of your mind has never been locked. Mm -hmm. You know, all you need to do is have the courage to walk through it. Right. And you see in this episode, once Morgan finds out that the door is unlocked, he goes right back into the cage and Mm -hmm. shuts the door. Right. Eastman opens it, he shuts it back. Right. Because he's not ready at that point to walk out. Exactly. Um, And you notice it was nice that they, they, Morgan didn't change clothes until his character changed. Right. You know, he, he, after he, after he, comes out of the cage, basically, you know, mm-hmm. metaphorically and actually, that's yeah. when you start seeing him clean up. You start seeing, you, you stop seeing that weird camera phase thing mm-hmm. that they were doing. Um, like blurted edges. And yeah. Like that. So, it was, I mean, it was a very, very interesting, you know, scene, or, uh, episode, nice little retrospective into, into Morgan's mm-hmm. psyche. And even the character you know, of Eastman. Even, you know, in the past seasons that, you know, a lot of the main characters have had these type of episodes where it was just basically... Rick with their the phone, own, yeah. On their own, you know, basically dealing with the the issue that they have. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they always do a really good job with these type of episodes because it also dwells deep into what the character is. Yes. And so you get a really good sense of the character. And, it, you know, I, I enjoyed it for that fact, you know... As you know, and as many people that probably hear me talk about it, I love character stories. I love, you know, when a movie or a show really gets you into a character to the point where, you know, you understand them so much better. Right. And so, when that person, when whatever yeah. happens to that person or that character right. affects you right. physically and emotionally. So, you know, I feel like this episode did that for Morgan. More than, you know, before I would say Clear was one of my favorite episodes with Morgan in it, mm-hmm. where now I see this and I'm like, well, this has kind of taken over. Did you, and and we kind of touched this on the uh, Nerdables podcast mm-hmm. um, very, very briefly. Did you expect Easton to die? Yes, because you don't see him with him. But that doesn't mean anything. Well, they, I mean, like, like Chris said on the episode, it would have been a very interesting twist. If Morgan left and the goat and Eastman were still alive. Hmm. Well, what's it called? Um, because, you know, three quarters away into the episode, they talk about, well, we're going to leave. Mm-hmm. Where do we want to go? We're going to go together. Things but he like never, that. see, and that's why I thought that maybe mm-hmm. Eastman could have stayed there because he never had, and, and this could have been his own cage that he couldn't have walked out of. And I thought that would have been a very interesting twist mm-hmm. is if Eastman keeps talking about leaving, he, he seems all together, but that final step of walking out of his own cage, right. he couldn't do. And I thought that would have been more interesting than to kill him off. Mm-hmm. Because he was a very interesting character. Yeah. 
you know, and and if he you was look a at it, only to serve a purpose, and you know, but they did a great job writing for this uh, episode. Uh, Scott Gimple did the writing for mm-hmm. this episode. He did the directing, which we've seen in the past when he does the script and he directs. He does a great job. You right. know, there's a lot of episodes that he's done that are great. And, you know, I just think everything was on point with this episode to give you the emotional feeling that you needed and, you know, to really understand the character. And I know I understand, like, when Chris says, you know, hey, I would like to see a happy ending sometimes. Right. But, you know, this is the nature of the show. It's not going to always be a happy ending. No, but for, for this episode, yeah. it would have been it would have been nice to have that, especially when you get to... The fact that Morgan's telling this as a you know as a history lesson or as, right. as a story, if you would have gotten to that point where, hey, you know what, he's alive, he's well, you know, mm-hmm. he's still living there, trying to make his cheese and everything, right. you know, that would have been kind of more impactful to the wolf that he's telling this to, mm-hmm. because then it's like, look, there's complete hope. It's not just me standing here in front of you. There's a man still living, surviving this, you know, mm-hmm. making a, a better life for himself. Yeah, I guess. And it just, it would have been, to me, a in something that is so bleak and always danger and death right around the corner, mm-hmm. to have that little island of hope out there. Right. You know, it, it, it would have been something, a nice little twist. Yeah, no, but instead, not. what we have is, it's really Morgan's fault that he's dead. Well, yeah, I mean, Morgan ends up freezing up because he, the walker that starts coming after him while they're in the woods is the same guy that he choked out earlier. Mm-hmm. And so he notices that and kind of freezes up, freezes up. And Eastman, you know, jumps in the way and, you know, essentially gets bitten by the walker. And And see, and that was the other thing is, they never... They'd gotten to the point in the story with Morgan, where he had released you know all of what he was held holding on to, mm-hmm. but in a in, in he was actually responsible for Eastman being bit because he froze up because he strangled this guy in the first place because of all these things that led up to this circumstance yeah. that there was no you never heard him heard Morgan that is verbally say, you know, you know, I'm sorry, or there was nothing to indicate any, you know, any connection of Eastman being bit or any remorse for, for Morgan's does. side. It does, because, I mean, like, after Eastman he, heads back and then Morgan kind of, you know, gathers himself again and goes back again. To bury, yeah. You know, that was a nice touch, though, when with he the starts, him. Yeah, when he starts, you know, digging the grave and Morgan comes in, no, you need to sit down. You know, at that point, you know, it's like I'm I'm gonna care for you now, knowing that this is your, these are your final moments. Right, but there so, to so me, I, I wish there would have been a little bit more of a verbalization of that. Mm-hmm. You know, other than just sit down before you collapse. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if he would have you know said something here, it's my turn to take care of you now, mm-hmm. or something that would have been more poignant to me. That would have been more powerful. Than just, and I hey. think that's what they were trying to show. You know, is you know the guy is, Eastman's digging the grave, and Morgan comes in, you know, takes him and basically tells him to go relax, and then he continues digging the grave for him. Right. You know, but so but I mean, if it, going back to East, if Eastman would have survived, if they would have done that twist, think about in the in the overall with the show, mm-hmm. 
if you know all any time that you get that darkest time and you have Morgan now has hey Rick you know there is somebody surviving and they're they're you know they're not necessarily happy but they're they're content they they accept the way the world is mm-hmm. you know there is hope they, that would have always been there. That would have been, you know, with the audience, there would always been, hey, there's one, at least one person that can do this. Well, it's him basically wanting to spread the fact of the whole mantra of Apkido is, you know, all lives are precious. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, and that's what he's trying to pertain. But I th- also think towards the end of this episode, Morgan's having doubts about that whole mantra, too. You yes. Know, you kind of see it in his face. Um, you know, if you want, let's go, we'll go ahead and kind of jump forward and towards the end, because that's basically covering, you know, the whole gist of the 90 minute episode, (laughs) which it was a 90 minute episode and which is, it didn't, the pacing of it felt good. Yeah. It, It didn't, it wasn't like there was, Oh God, come on, let's get on. Let's do something. There weren't a lot of zombies. There, you know, there wasn't a lot of action. But that's the thing with the show. But now, there was so much, you know, that filled it emotionally. Right. That it kept you compelled to keep going with it. Well, the thing with the show now is, you know, I don't think that it necessarily uh, needs to have a bunch of zombies in every episode. You know, it's come to the point. You know, there's a lot of people who talk about online. Well, it's a zombie show. There should be always zombie killings every episode, and a ton of them, and whatever. And it's like, no, because it's not focusing on the zombies. It's focusing on these characters. And this is, you know, a great telling of it. You don't Mm -hmm. have that many, you know, walkers, basically, that they're, you know, dealing with. They're not dealing with the I think you can probably count them, yeah, on one hand. Yeah. And it's basically, you know, just retelling of this character's story. And, again, like, I'm going to sound like a broken record, is this is the reason why I like this episode so much. Because, you know, it's not something about the zombies. You know, everybody, you know, you yourself included is, you know, like, uh, keep asking me, well, why don't you get, like, the zombie figures and things like that when I pick up the Walking Dead figures? And it's like, I don't watch the show for the zombies. You know, if I find them and it's like, oh, that's a, that's a cool one, I'll pick it up. I've picked up a few of them. But it's not like, you know, that's the reason why I collect them. I collect them because, you know, I enjoy those characters. Right. So, you know, and that's, you know, I guess I'm going to have the different train of thought than a lot of people who... So you're really waiting me. for the Eastman character. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's the toy you now want. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, even though this show was 90 minutes long, mm-hmm. it, for a recap, it's very easy to recap this and move on and pass things because a lot of... A lot happened without a lot happening. I yes. Yeah, you know? And so I think it's that's uh, that was the thing about it. We can recap this episode very quickly because it's basically a lot of the same thing, but mm-hmm. it's just the way it was done. Was well, see, so, and he, here's well one done. of the really weird and cool things about this episode. So I, I sat down with Beth last night to watch it, and she hasn't watched last week. Hmm. And <laughs> I was like, oh, well, you got to watch last week because... And then I realized, oh wait, this has week to do with this week, week has nothing to do with it. Oh yeah, just sit down. You can watch it before. Just watch it before next Sunday, right? Because you know you don't have to know anything that happened last episode right. to know this episode. Mm-hmm. And that's why this was a this. I mean, this is the idealistic filler episode, right? Because it you don't takes away from the main story, yeah, but it still gives you a good amount of entertainment for your story yeah. that you need, exactly. Um, 
But yeah, I was like, okay. She's like, well, so what happened last week? I'm like, no, we just go back and watch it. Don't worry like, about it. You didn't tell miss you anything. that. You didn't miss anything. <laughs> just don't listen to the podcast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, for for an episode that was 90 minutes long, mm-hmm. it didn't need to have all the action of the premiere episode, right. the season premiere, that was 90 minutes long also. Or even like the last episode, you know, all the action that was in the last episode. Right. Um, it didn't, it didn't and that's, a, that's that. another good thing. It's as intense as the last episode was mm-hmm. with action and what was happening. This one had just as much intensity, but it was emotional instead of action-driven. Physical, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I think it was a brilliant episode. Um, I loved how... You know, excuse me, it ended up being Morgan telling the wolf at the end Mm -hmm. what was going on. And I loved, absolutely loved the wolf's reaction. Right. To the way this, you know, it wasn't, to me, that was, it was perfect. And it would have even been better, like I said, and I keep going back to that twist, if if they would have left him alive. It would have even been better if he was still alive. And the wolf had the same reaction, mm-hmm. and and the wolf's reaction would even could even been even stronger. Is oh, you know, once I get out of here, I kill you and kill everybody you know and all the children here. You know what? I want to go after him and kill him too. Yeah, you know, because then it's like even more. He wants to make sure that he kills all goodness in the world. No, yeah. or anything you know that that isn't you know. mm-hmm. and just the whole reaction with the wolf was just. Even though it doesn't have that little element that I'd like to have had, it still had everything that it needed to have. Right. Because Morgan thought he could do what Eastman did. He basically did. thought he can do, he can Eastman the wolf. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, um, yeah, I mean, his reaction was, I mean, you probably can tell better than I can, but. No, it was, it's great. I mean, it, it's funny because, you know, you're watching the first part and he's talking about, you know, how he wants to be better and he wants to have a better life. And he only came to Alexandria because he needed the medicine and blah, blah. So you're thinking, oh, you know, he's really turning he's, around. He's got to him. He's, he's turning around. And then the very last second, he's like, but you know what? I decided I'm just going to kill you all. Yeah. And I'm going to kill all the kids. I'm going to kill all the women. I'm and, that's the, all. and that's the code I follow. Yeah. And so you're like, well, shit, this guy's pure evil, <laughs> you know? And so that's essentially what, you know, Eastman was telling Morgan about the guy who killed his family. But it also re- reiterates what Rick tells him too yeah is that this this world has changed and you know you can't not kill everybody right and so I there are people that deserve to die because they can't defend themselves there are people that deserve to die because they're going to kill you they don't care whether you have your own code they don't care whether you are essentially psychopaths yes you know they're, they're killing for the sake of killing yeah because they can and And, and that's just it it's because they can and so you know and i really thought you know at the end when morgan leaves and he closes the gate you know he was kind of it was kind of going to be a playing of you know when he was in the prison or in the cage is where he's just going to leave it open oh no i knew he he had then you know when he locked it and then the look on his face and the way that he comes out thinking you know like he's got a thought in his head is he's like you know what maybe Eastman wasn't all right with saying that, you know, all lives are precious. No. And I think it's just, he's just kind of getting to him to the fact that, you know, yes, you know, we should try to save most lives. 
but there's some people that are just pure evil. That well, and that's what, you know, that was the whole thing with Eastman when, you know, he mentions the, the killer that, you know, kills his family. He ends up, you know, he, he essentially the cage that Morgan was in, he built for mm-hmm. this murderer so that he could put him in it. Right. And, you know, obviously we're not going into the whole story of, you know, of what this guy did or how he manipulated his way out of prison or mm-hmm. whatnot, but Eastman got him, brought him there, and let him starve to death. Mm-hmm. When I saw Morgan walking out and locking the door, that's exactly what I thought. He's going to let him starve to death. Yeah. He's, th- that guy's done. That door will never be open with that guy alive again. Mm. There'll be, he'll be a zombie at some point in that yeah. room. Well, he was he was also injured. He got like a laceration mm-hmm. of some sort on his stomach, so you don't know if that's a bite or you know just a. It stab. didn't. Lo- it, it, didn't it didn't look, look like, like a bite. bite. It looked like a slash or like yeah. a stab wound or something. But it did look like it was getting infected. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're at the end. What what did you hear? So at the very end, when Morgan is like looking off, and you start hearing someone yelling in, at the gate. Yeah, I heard that. Doesn't that sound awful like like Rick? You see, that's what I thought. It was Rick. So it's Rick coming back from his... I think it's going to be, you know, Rick running back, and he's got the whole horde behind him, essentially. Because in the in the last episode, you see him kind of trapped in the RV with the whole horde walking towards Alexander. You don't think that it's him with Glenn on his shoulder? Like, you know, no, dragging him? because they're so far away from each other. That we know of. Remember, he, Rick was going to the town. Yeah, but Rick was stuck in the RV, essentially, 13 miles away from where they were. See, I don't know. So, I think that I. Think, I mean, it's possible because you know you don't know the time gap between the episodes. You know, yeah. if it's like a day, you know, it's very possible. But also, I mean, he doesn't really know where they are. Right. He kind of like hears Glenn on the walkie a little bit right before those guys jump him in the RV. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't really know where he is now. When you first saw Morgan coming out of his story talking, um, mm-hmm. did you think he was talking to a wolf, or did you think he was talking to somebody else? I thought he was talking to the wolf. I thought he was talking to Carol. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Because I remember him putting him in the room. See, I didn't remember that. Or like he was fighting him in the room in the last episode. Oh, okay. So that's why I I thought it was... I thought maybe it was Carol. Mm -hmm. Because Carol has been going so far, and he had, you know, been already telling Carol at one point, Mm -hmm. you don't need to kill, you don't need to do that. Right. So I thought maybe this was him talking to... Trying to talk Carol That would have been interesting, too. Yeah, but... um, but yeah, I guess we'll, we'll see. Uh, it looks like uh, all our friends are going to be back next episode. Yeah. And so, so did you did you watch the um, the trailer for next week, so to speak? Yeah. See, I didn't. I purposely didn't. Yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't really show you much of anything. It's just the whole, you know, basic Walking Dead promo. It's like we all got to survive somehow. Blah blah blah. So, and it's and just you, like that. YouTube a lot of knives being pulled out and like uh, guns being raised, but you know, you don't see much of what's going to happen really. Did you tune into the Talking Dead? I watched bits and pieces. I mainly like fast forwarded to see, you know, all the special bits mm-hmm. just because, you know. I well, was I was just wondering what did cuz they they obviously had um Morgan and Eastman on mm. there. Yeah, there's a lot of questions um that they're gaining are getting from the fans about you know their thought processes and things like that. I was just kind of like, eh. you know, I kind of I've kind of heard this before, and it's like a lot of generic answers. So right. it's just like fast forward, fast forward. I didn't really, I didn't really pay attention to what. They're so saying. what's the main thing you took out of this episode? Main thing is uh, don't fuck with Morgan. 
<laughs> where Morgan is actually the fifth Ninja Turtle. <laughs> no. Um, no it's Goats are good to have in the apocalypse. Because you can make cheese and... Make bad cheese out of it. it. Exactly. No, it's just... Uh, if yeah. you ever run out of hamburgers, you can always make oatmeal burgers. Oh, God. Can't imagine how, how that would taste. I mean, I like oatmeal, but, you know... Hey, it's food's food, right? Right. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll... we'll Look for. I mean, to take away something from this episode, I don't think it was something to really take away for. It's like, like you say, it's a filler episode, and so it's just essentially to, you know, give you a side story. It wasn't really anything. That it just felt like it was felt like we we need to prolong the audience knowing, you know. If Glenn survived, if Rick survived, yeah, I, I we can't have this as the mid-season finale because we got to do something else. Well, but. it looks like you know the little preview from next week is you see Michonne talking to Maggie, so it's a good, uh, it's a good possibility that she's telling him, "Hey, you know what? I don't know what happened to Glenn. He went out on a mission, and we haven't seen him. And the last thing I saw is we were getting overrun by zombies. So you I'm, know, you don't know uh, what Maggie's thought going to be through." My thing is, you know, if Glenn does, does die, it's going to put a big blow on Maggie. And I know we've talked about this in other seasons where we're, like, getting to the point where Maggie's going to break. If Glenn does die, I really think that they're going to go towards this, you know. I don't think they can have Glenn die yet. Hmm. I, I don't think you, he's dead, to the, be honest The with way you. it happens in the book is just so powerful. Mm-hmm. I don't see them doing it any but other way. But I think way. that's what... That's Kind of why they want to try to throw you off. Yes, I agree. You know, I totally agree with you that with that, and I agree that they because everybody is waiting for that moment. Yes, that maybe they don't want to do it with Glenn to kind of throw everybody off. They have the little tidbits like last season where you know they find the. There's only two people you can do that with. Well, to make an impact, you can really do it with no. You do it with Glenn or Daryl, and they're not gonna. They're not gonna kill Daryl. Especially the way that they're already building up the rest of Glenn's story in the book. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the in the show, mm-hmm. because they've already alluded to that uh, Maggie's pregnant. Mm-hmm. So if they, you know, is and yeah. if you're listening to this, I mean, there's obviously spoilers. We've warned you. Um, there's okay. book spoilers. Into We're this. probably gonna just record it again and put it in the beginning <laughs> so you know. Um, but I'm telling you, I the mid season finale. It's coming to it. You said the mid-season finale is going to be Carl. I know, and it's coming to it. The horde's on its way. Yeah. And that's when it happens. I'm telling you, the last thing you see, the mid-season, is Dad, and then the camera pans, and there it is. I really don't see it, but I guess only time will tell. It's only a few weeks out. We we have our uh, gentleman's agreement on it. How many episodes do we have before the mid-season finale? What, this is episode four, so four more. Do we? Yeah. Four? They, they usually End go of to November? Eight. Beginning yeah. of December? They usually go to episode eight. And well, you have the internet, won't you look it up? Um, is that what that's for? Yeah, that's exactly what it's for. Well, no, and you know what, we're even on it. I'm, I'm even on the page right now, so yeah. I can just go right to it. Um, yeah, dude, uh... We have yeah, four season, more. Season or November, episode eight. November uh, 29th. 29th. Yeah, episode eight is the, the last one that has a date on yep. it. 
November 29th is the last one, season finale. Mm-hmm. Or mid-season finale. We'll see. We will see, sir. And it's good to note that it's maybe not a shocker, but a little bit of Walking Dead news is that Walking Dead has been renewed for season seven. Yes, it has. Which is kind of like... It's kind of, well, they said they were going to go to ten, so... Well, they would say they say they they hope they're lucky enough to get to ten, but you know I do I see it. I mean I can see especially if something like Smallville Smallville has made it to ten seasons, it can easily. This make, is the this highest one. rated show in in cable, cable history. So yeah, unless it starts really getting falling off the tracks and if they kill viewers, if they kill off Daryl and everybody quits watching the show, they kill off Daryl and Rick and. Then go on, then you know, then they're gonna lose a lot of uh, viewers. <laughs> Carl becomes the main, no, Ron becomes the main character. <laughs> so, on that note, we're gonna wrap up this edition of The Walking Dead cast. That didn't sound very scary. So, for Ethan, I'm already saying, Dead you later. Or what to the Joss Whedon one? Grr, 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 grr.